0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: It is now 5.43 and uh, up next, former Prime Minister Tansri Moedin Yassin has been charged with abuse of power and money laundering. So we're getting into it.
0: Yes, so as you said, uh, Basatu President, former Prime Minister, General all-round long-time politician Tansri Muhyiddin Yassin has been charged with four counts of abuse of power in relation to corruption and two counts of money laundering at the Sessions Court in relation to the Jana Wibawa scandal. Uh, This comes after he was called into MACC yesterday for questioning and subsequently arrested. Before that, uh, he had been making public statements about these... uh, these visits, I suppose, to and by the MACC. So, the, for the first four counts, Muhyiddin was charged under Section Twenty Three One of the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission Act for using his office or position to get gratification from several entities amounting to over two hundred and thirty million. He's claimed trial for all charges. He was also allowed to post bail of two million ringgit. He was also told to surrender his passport. Um, and this makes him the second former prime minister to be accused and tried in court for allegedly soliciting bribes and embezzling public funds. So a quick primer
1: on the Jana Wibawa scandal. Um, it was, uh, the programme was introduced by the government during Muhiddin's tenure as PM in 2020 and it acted as a COVID-19 stimulus initiative to help Bumiputra contractors. In December 2022, current Prime Minister Dato Anwar Ibrahim said that the Finance Ministry had discovered a breach of procedure in the handling of 600 billion ringgit worth of public funds during Muhidin's tenure. Um, and then, of course, this uh, sparked uh, the uh, subsequent investigation. MACC on the 1st of February uh, confirmed that Bersatu's accounts had been frozen so that they could investigate. Um, So, that essentially is what brought us to today's uh, events and the charges. Just very quickly, what Muhyiddin himself has said, he said that the accusations made against him and Bersatu is fitna or slander, right? And he also maintained that he did nothing wrong since he had no authority to approve the government's projects. So, this of course has larger um, ramifications in terms of uh, perikata national bersatu um, and our larger political landscape so that's what we're going to try and uh, talk uh, unpack in the next um, in the in the next interview but in the meantime we'd like to hear from you are you following the story what do you think you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line is Dr. James Chin, Professor of Asian Studies at the University of Tasmania. James, good to have you back with us. Good evening. So, Moodyn is, uh, of course, the second former PM to have criminal charges brought against him. What was your reaction to this?
2: I don't think I was very surprised. I think uh, in the last week we saw lots of stuff on social media which says that the MSCC was in the final stage of putting together the charges. And I think uh, in the last 48 hours, I think social media already blew up. Everyone was saying who was going to be charged. And of course, the MSCC issued a statement yesterday. So I don't think there was a lot of surprise. But I think the timing is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, we all know that there's going to be six state elections that's coming up. So because of the timing, uh, this means that there are lots of people out there who says that this whole thing is all about politics and really not about the issue of corruption. So I think uh, MACC and the government really has to show that uh, everything was done according to process and that really the investigation papers was done in such a way that you know now is the time to charge him. Uh, because if they don't get this right, I think there will be political consequences with the upcoming six-state elections.
0: Right. So we're going to get to that shortly. But if we focus firstly on the party and who um, Tan Sri is within Bersatu, the president, um, how do you see these charges impacting the party internally uh, to start off with?
2: So I think for Bersatu, they are really in uh, uh, big political trouble Muhyiddin is not the only one charged. Uh, the inform the adds information to one side who has been charged, and I think if I'm not mistaken, a few other people are expected to be charged in the coming days as well. Um, that is one part. I think the more interesting part is that uh, everybody understood after last November's general election that us was in the driving seat, but now you have a uh, very interesting characters. So now I think the person who will have to drive Pesatu is really Hamza, uh, And on top of that, uh, I think Hadi Awan will have a bit saying where Barikata National uh, leaks in terms of the next election. Now, this is crucial because everybody also understands that the next election, state election is all about whether the past can repeat its incredible performance because everyone is talking about the green wave. A lot, Of course, a lot of people arguing that there was not green wave. What you had was anti-Zahid, anti-Amno vote. So really, uh, we have to see where this goes. Uh, coming back to my earlier point, the reason why there's political implications is because if the narrative on the Malay ground is that this is political prosecution, then indirectly, the current government may be doing perikatan a favor. Uh, in other words, it boosts the chances of Bersatu. Uh, it may not be such a bad thing because if you boost Bersatu, it means that past world will not be so strong
1: anymore. So exactly that, right? Because this isn't the first time that we've seen the effect of criminal investigations and corruption charges uh, changing how voters perceive and support certain parties in the last GE, for instance. Um, do you see these charges having similar ramifications for the party in terms of support?
2: Uh, my take is that it's too early to assess what the Malay ground... Uh, will be thinking in terms of voting. The reason is very simple with the Hari Raya coming up, and you should know Hari Raya is a major, major festival in Malaysia. There's a question of how will the people feel, especially the Malay ground, how do they feel after Hari Raya? I think uh, my take is that elections will have to be held either in July or August this year, uh, sort of immediately after Hari Raya, and also, if you look at the budget that was handed down by Anwar recently, a lot of the money is actually going to the Malay ground. So, for example, anybody who works with a religious uh, establishment, Islamic religious establishment in Malaysia, is, 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 uh, you know, is going to get somewhere between 150 ringgit up to 700 ringgit. Uh, all the poor people living in Glanta and Trenganu, Uh it depends how poor you are, but basically, if you are the poorest of the poor, your household is going to get directly two and a half thousand ringgit subsidy. A uh, civil servant is going to get uh, some money, up to $700. It uh, depends on who, uh, where you are uh, and how much your, your pension is. But basically, the idea is that they want everybody to be happy during Haraya so that perhaps you know you have this positive mood heading towards uh, July or August. Now, for me, right, the important thing besides the fact that uh, the ex-Prime Minister has been charged, the really important thing is really the fact that we have broken this bit taboo. Because in Malaysia, right, the big taboo is that if you are the big kahuna, if you hold the number one position in Malaysia, right, you're sort of unofficially protected after you step down. So I think Najib brought the taboo barrier. And what we're seeing now is really, you know, uh, people sort of expected the ex-prime minister to be charged. So you won't see a huge, huge reaction from the ground. Unlike that you see uh, when, when, when Najib was charged. So I think from the government side, I think the really really important thing is they need to get the narrative out this is all about putting malaysia back on track because the one mdb scandal really damaged malaysia's brand in terms of governance in fact i can tell you for the fact that you know a lot of people refuse to invest in malaysia because of one mdb people are worried that they don't, not, uh, the foreign investors are worried they're not going to get a fair shake because of corruption so i think all these things in the big picture, is actually a really, really good thing. Uh, the question is whether the people understand that this is a good thing, because I'm not so sure. Because everything in Malaysia now is so politicised that, you know, uh, people believe what they want to believe.
0: So let's talk about you know that combination of branding and political reaction because we're already seeing that happen um Muhyiddin has accused the prime minister of using MACC for his own political agenda in fact this is something a statement that he returns to time and time again um what do you make of the way in which this will be perceived um and and how do you think that translates on the ground
2: So um what happens with this sort of accusation is that the mood of the people change as the trial you know unfolds the problem is that there's not going to be any real trial before the next uh state elections I'm Talking about the six upcoming state elections so i think the onus is on the government to explain uh, what actually happened because if you read the chart shape itself i mean i can understand uh, what happened but i think for the ordinary people uh, they will have uh difficulties understanding uh, because the way they frame the charges is, is, is to me, uh, legally is correct. But for the ordinary people, they sort of can't understand uh, what is the difference between bribery and money laundering, all this sort of thing. But basically, the easiest way of understanding this is it's all about abuse of power. Uh, somebody in a very powerful position is able to dish out government contracts during the time of the pandemic. And these contracts were not scrutinized properly. Uh, some of the process was followed. Some of the process was not followed, but the most important thing was that apparently the money trial shows quite clearly. Once the contract was issued uh, the money went in different directions. Basically, we're talking about issue kickbacks. Uh, you know, the person who approved the contract or who were in a in, in position to influence the contract received some kickback. Some of the kickback was on behalf of the political party. The is some of the kickback went into a personal account. So I think the government has explained all this. So that the people understand that this is a very serious allegation uh in some ways it is very similar to 1mdb as you know 1md was about dishing out the contract setting out a holding company uh, you know almost the same thing and if they can get the narrative out i think by and large uh malaysians will accept the fact that we really need a trial to find out you know really whether this thing happened right now if you look at social media i think you'll find that. Uh, especially on the Malay social media, I think there's a lot more anti-Anwar uh, stuff than, than saying that, you know, let the process unfold. Uh, for me, it's quite simple. Uh, uh, basically, you need the process to unfold and I really, really hope that the judiciary uh, will make sure that this trial goes ahead as soon as possible.
1: And do you think this will, in fact, uh, bolster Anwar's image as a leader who's serious about anti-corruption reform?
2: Uh, for anwar personally i think it's a double-edged sword uh, on the one hand the international community will say that yes he's doing a really good thing uh, for lack of a better word he's cleaning house but on the other hand right i can easily say sure he's cleaning house except that the number two in the house is also got problematic <laughs> so 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 uh, it's sort of a double-edged sword for anwar so i think the important thing is i think like i said the most important thing is let the process run make sure people understand what is it about because one of the uh, the lessons learned from 1MDB is that even today if you go down to the ground despite the fact that you have a guilty verdict somebody is sitting in jail the whole process has gone through a lot of people are actually still confused about 1MDB if you if, if you really go down to the ground right most people will, will, will think that yes it is a financial scandal but people still don't understand how the scam works And uh, and the key to really Uh, you know, for people to accept that you need to clean houses to understand how the process works. Because if you don't understand how the process works, there's always lingering question marks whether this thing is political.
0: So tensions between the parties have been rife since November, uh, some would argue beforehand as well. But how do you see this escalating in this current political climate?
2: For me personally, I think this is a very, very dangerous time in, in Malaysian politics. I don't know why people can't see the big picture let me just share with you the big picture the big picture now in malaysia is that the two largest block in the malaysian parliament have nothing in common okay the biggest block is past 43 to 49 seats depends how you count okay second the biggest block is dapu 46 past believe in dumping the current constitution malaysia uh islamic state or for lack of a better word ketuanan melayu islamic state DAP believes the circular, multi-religious, multicultural state. There is no common ground, right? This is hundred percent polarization. This has never happened in Malaysian politics before, and plus, it is quite clear the gulf between Peninsula Malaysia, East Malaysia, or the Borneo states is getting larger. So you know, we 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 have really really, uh, deep divides in Malaysian society now, uh. I truly believe that Anwar understands this. He's trying to handle it. All I'm saying is that perhaps the people should wake up and see the bigger picture. Because right now everyone is doing their own thing, complaining about this and that, saying all these things. But I'm saying that you sometimes you need to step back and say that you know this big picture shows that we are really, really in not such a sweet spot. While all the countries around us are trying to recover from the pandemic, trying to get back to normal, We've got really, really big issues in this country that we have to resolve and we better get on.
1: James, thanks for speaking with us today.
2: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
1: That was Dr. James Chin, Professor of Asian Studies at the University of Tasmania, uh, weighing in on the uh, six charges that were brought up today against former Prime Minister Tansri Moitin Yassin and the larger political ramifications of that. Let us know, are you following this story? What do you think? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Um, After the six o'clock news on Inside Story, we're going to be talking about um, a proposal that industrial attachments for students be made compulsory for companies so if you have thoughts on that send those through as well and keep it here BFM 89.9
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind download the BFM app